Ladies and gentlemen, the Milwaukee Bucks are your 2021 National Basketball Association champions. It's 12.44 on the East Coast. I got to get up for bed. I uh, get up for work in about three hours. We'll do a bunch of fun pods. We get, I'm sure we'll get everybody together in a couple of days and do get, get clear out the backlog of a bunch of old stuff. I'm sure this. I'd like to be a little bit more eloquent about this, but man, <laughs> every once in a while, sports actually ends up like a movie, and they should. Really, and no doubt they will make some kind of Disney movie about that. But after seeing Space Jam 2, I don't have a whole lot of confidence that any of that will be any good. But I just have to say, I, I so I went, I went to game six in Atlanta. Game six in Atlanta was very special for me personally. The Atlanta Hawks were not a representative team at all. The Hawks weren't a representative team at all. The, the, the Hawks would have lost to any of the last 50 conference champions in either conference. And in so much as, and I hate the way this sounds, I am a student of the game a little bit, just much so I like basketball. I, it was really great being there, and we talked about that. I think we talked about that a little bit, but like, that wasn't it. And without Giannis, I was like, whoa, wow, this is going to be torturous. Giannis is not going to play in the finals. His knee went backwards. I saw it once because I'm squeamish about seeing that stuff. Like, I don't want... I saw that one time. That was enough. Right? I think I saw Bogut's arm go backwards twice. But, like, I don't... I just don't know how that's possible. So, not only did Giannis have his knee go backwards after playing really hard playoff intensity basketball... But he came back in, in eight days or ten days or whatever it was and was straight up a significantly better player than he ever was. Um, And I didn't like... I So, so much to say. Let's, I just want to do five minutes on this. This actually puts him in rarefied air. So much of the way we talk about Giannis throughout kind of random regular season games is we pick at the flaws and rightfully so because um, there are so many ways that you just see that he could be better. And all of a sudden he just started taking eight foot shots and making a lot of them. And even as great as, uh, and these are all going to run together, games four and five were, but whatever game he was still 4-12 from free throws or whatever that was, it was still... Obviously, it doesn't sour victory because in the playoffs, victory is the thing. But it's like, okay, these are the limitations of that kind of player. And I think people who follow me long enough know that a lot of these things that, that people started talking about, like Giannis and Shaq, like, well, I was talking about that stuff in 2016. Um, I know, give me a great big cookie for that, right? And all of a sudden, in the biggest series... And in the biggest games of the biggest series, it clicked. Those other bums on the team kind of showed up every third game on average. And really this game was like, 
without looking at any of the numbers, was like the one game Pat didn't play well and the Bobby Portis Burke game. Uh, Drew was all <laughs> Drew was awful. Middleton was awful. And Giannis had 50 points at the biggest time. And I was I was a little bit concerned throughout part of the game that this was going to start to have kind of a Dwayne Wade uh in 2006 running against the wall and just kind of getting any call, every call. I thought we I thought there were pretty bad whistles for the Suns, but I thought he got a pretty loose whistle. And yes, they were following him just about every play, but kind of in the NBA a lot of times if they follow you every play that translates to 10 or 12 free throws. Um, so I did feel like he got some touch fouls, but he just made all the free throws. He made all the free throws in the biggest moments, 50 points sink, like all that stuff. Like as much as this championship is special, I'm sure every other podcast and, and rightfully so, maybe I'll talk about it right now. Everybody, other podcasts are going to talk about, I was super uncomfortable about the mantras never trust the Bucks, and people were just taking victory laps. People were planning the parade, and it made me uncomfortable. I didn't listen to it. I haven't listened to the last seven Locked the Bucks. I haven't listened to any winning six, Giro six, or any of those podcasts. I just I was listening to like movie podcasts all day at work for three days. I, like if it wasn't, I just if it wasn't music, I just didn't want to listen to this. I just didn't want to get kind of stressed out about it prematurely with especially with the, the games out here started like nine at night so it's it's far too long to be amped up about this kind of stuff but let's not bury the lead this was incredible this was really special and this wasn't just special for bucks fans this was a foundational special moment in nba history like this matters this series matters so just got to keep it real, and I've been keeping it real the whole time. The circumstances that led us to playing the Suns was a fluke. But this was not a fluke series. This series matters. This series would have mattered if it hadn't been COVID or any of this kind of stuff. But I think now what will absolutely a thousand percent be the takeaway from this series is post-COVID, the Bucks brought the fans back. And so there's so much you can say about the NBA, right? And I've never been the biggest fan of LeBron. And LeBron is both, I mean, he's a symptom of a lot of the problems and he's also been the problem, right? Um, and again, there was no way we were going to beat a healthy Nets. The healthy Nets might have imploded, but that it's just too much talent. It's just too much talent, even if they weren't optimal we had a one in a hundred chance of beating the Nets. We barely beat them with one guy, right? And that's fine. Moving on. But obviously the player empowerment movement led to a lot of things. And, you know, two out of 10 of them were bad, but two out of 10 of them were good uh, from my, my perspective. But most of, most of it's bad. Most of it's bad. But when you have a top seven-ish player of all time in LeBron James then and you know some people think he's two some some 10 year olds think he's one then then whatever he does is just going to be what matters in the league there and everybody knows about the LeBron James infrastructure of things like he couldn't beat Dwight Howard and he couldn't beat kind of the pretty good Celtics and once he failed and once he left 
which was his right, it was just completely obvious to anybody who has kind of an eye to the future that this was going to wreck everything irrevocably. And really for him, irrevocably, because the thing LeBron has never actually really, really had. And you can parse out the 3-1 series, but I don't, you know, there's the Draymond suspension and they like fouled out Steph Curry. There's a lot of stuff going on with the 3-1 comeback. And I'm not really here to talk about the 3-1 comeback. Again, dog, the Bucks are NBA champions. The Bucks are NBA champions. And it's uh, it's something I, I didn't think I'd ever see. And I just couldn't be happier about the thing. But I, I, I just in context, in context to say this, once LeBron betrayed the competitive balance of the league by joining with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh when he should have had, and, and, and here's the reason why. To, to just make obvious points. Because he should have had glorious seasons, glorious playoff series against Dwayne Wade. With either Wade and Bosch or him and Stoudemire or however they would have broken up. Something that was fair. Because what we want from these pampered millionaire, incredible, won the genetic lottery athletes is we want to see them tested. That's actually why we care. We want to see them tested, which is why boxers like Mayweather, who kind of always take the easy way out and don't fight people until they're kind of washed or whatever the case. Like, no, we just, we, we're happy if you make $20 billion. We just want to see you test your skills, right? And the whole LeBron thing, despite some of his greatness and much of his greatness, there's always just kind of this thing where he just doesn't measure up. And Michael Jordan is like really, really, really unfair for anybody to have to measure up. But I didn't ask LeBron James to try to measure up. And frankly, the last 15 years has been the NBA and the NBA watching populace being held hostage by one narcissist trying to live up to an impossible standard that he never should have had to try to live up to, but he was stupid enough to try to live up to. Like I didn't tell him to wear number six to try to get six rings. I didn't tell him to wear number 23. Right. And, and Kobe in a different way, the same thing. Right. It, it the, these dudes are chasing a ghost. Like they, they, they were always chasing a ghost. And no matter how many media sycophants, the Lebitards, Skip Baylesses, Shannon, Shannon, um, sharp and all these guys like it, it was just never going to work it was just never going to work and but here's the thing about the NBA like the NBA is a celebrity base in a sense you only have in a weird kind of way like the star system in the NBA has always made sense because you get calls because people care about you like why do people care about the the Kardashians like I don't care about them but people care about them. So some kind of way that matters to people, right? And people care about LeBron. So LeBron has, and LeBron and his infrastructure of significance, I can't speak. They've done what they've done. And a lot of it's been fine, right? A lot of it's been fine. But like there wasn't going to be, especially after um, Gilbert uh, let everybody off the hook by, by allowing people to say, oh, it's racist. He just wants to keep him on his plantation. Well, then, like the league was wrecked, right? And so just retroactively, because I think that was 2011, we've had 10 years of nonsense with people trying to justify that. And the dude just didn't want to do what Giannis did. And he's a greater player than Giannis. Currently, but, 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 
I think that's an open question now. That's at least a conversation now. Not this year, but going forward, that's at least a conversation. Because again, it, if you just want to do an AAU thing, how great are you really? Like we knew Durant is great. And I think I said this coming out of the net series, like we're never going to be able to accurately talk about Durant. We're just not. And people being prisoner of the moment are like, oh, he's great. He's this and that. It's like, nah, you'd still take Larry Bird. Like Larry Bird did it. And that's kind of the difficulty with taking the easy path. But again, dude, I didn't tell you to take the easy path out. I want to say, because it's late. I had a really great feeling about this when I saw the Deer District. All these games, specifically Game 6. Because this is the thing, and it's kind of what I wanted to say about the Kardashians, about all this kind of stuff, about what the Bucks and to a much lesser extent the Suns have done in this weird year, for at least one year. Because again, Lillard's going to team up, all these other guys are going to do what they're going to do, and there's ways, if Silver wasn't uh, so incompetent, that all these things could be countered, right? But what what is important and what I really want to talk about is the fans. Um, now I'm recording this now, perhaps I, I really hope that there's no riots or murders in Milwaukee tonight. So this can, um, remain a fairy tale Disney story throughout at least tonight. That'd be just completely awesome. Um, the fans save basketball, the Milwaukee fans should take a bow, take your personal bow for what you've done. You've saved basketball. 65,000, whatever it is, people through the force of their caring about this team and about this idea and Brandon Jennings and all the other stuff that I don't totally agree with all of it and the Bucks wearing stupid black and all this other, other kind of stuff that they did. But people cared about the Bucks in a way that wasn't artificial. Yeah, some of it was bandwagon or whatever else, but you guys showed and proved. You showed and proved and you flipped all of that stuff because you cared about your team in a way that can't be bought and can't be teamed up. And in the face of a lot of other stuff, including the Rogers betrayal and all this kind of stuff, you took the allegiance and the passion and the caring about your team, like all that kind of stuff that we would associate with the Packers, right? And what I'm saying, if I'm saying anything at all, is you root the new script was written by all of this kind of stuff. So if you think about uh, kind of when I was uh, coming up in middle school and it was all this stuff associated with the Packers, the Packers were dormant for all this time. And then you had Favre and kind of this this hillbilly icon kind of guy and Reggie White and all these like recovering from injuries and Leroy Butler and the Lambo leap and all this kind of stuff and. Bonk, but on bonk, bonk, go pack, go, and all of that stuff. And all of a sudden, the Packers just had, the, and, and all the ties to the Pats, and the Packers mattered. And we decided, like, we decided collectively, the people in the state decided that all of a sudden this stuff mattered. Like, sports is just a bunch of games, except the people care about it, then it means something. It only means something, it, it's it's Tinkerbell, right? It, it's, it, it only matters because we say it matters. And the Wojnarowski stuff and Maria Taylor and Jalen and all the other people. And you'll see this tomorrow morning, no doubt in the next couple of days. Y'all, we save basketball. We save basketball because we cared because 
all those people down there caring is outstanding TV. And and because everybody showed up and made it a thing, it is a thing. Like, it is a thing because we cared. The five serve crowds were pretty garbage throughout much of the reboot and much of kind of the early years. And we got, and if we couldn't have real fans inside, we had real fans outside. And then, but clearly, when the rubber meets the road, there were great fans inside. It was electric. And here's the thing it plays on TV, right? It plays on TV. And I, I just, I, I can't, I can't say enough about the caring of the fans and how, and I just think it really matters because, again, here's the thing like Space Jam 2 just came out with like kind of, and it's, it's, pretty there's a few funny things but it's it's pretty awful and there's no narrative because again it's always been hard to narrativize lebron james and if you're a little bit younger and you've just kind of been in the lebron era i don't think you completely understand how much this era is just going to peter out and look next year some super team will win the bucks ultimately aren't that good for a lot of reasons but we took it we took it and we like seriously we're all prisoner of the moment with this kind of stuff. Top five finals closing closing game of all time, I would say. I, I'm trying to think about what would even be better. I, I don't think Jordan's numbers were that great. Not, not that the numbers matter in that game six against Utah, but where everyone was hurt. Um, I feel like the Akeem closing game was one of those games. Havlicek had, had a great game, one of those closing games. I mean, obviously, this is Kareem. There's a lot of people you could talk about. Um, Magic in, in, in 1980 playing every position. Uh, many of the, the, the Lakers ones going. I, I think people talk about Isaiah more for the, the series that he lost um, in the Lakers before they, they beat Portland. But this is part of the thing, which is also why it's so frustrating that we wore black because it doesn't tie to anything. And at least we could have wore with like, I'm not the biggest fan of the green antlers, but we should have worn green tonight, but whatever. Guys, this is part of the video forever. And this is history. And I know I'm probably not making any sense and it's late. But I really felt going into game six and I somebody texted me our text and, was, and I, I really felt strongly we already won. We already won. We already won because we made it great TV. We already made it because the drone shot going through that plaza, the Deer District looked like the Battle of Helm's Deep. And all of the things that all of a sudden randomly with this team, with this guy who's like this great athlete in, uh, in 2016, but he's still growing and all this kind of stuff. And, and everything about this team became great TV. And yes, a lot of the first half stuff was bag basketball, but the Portis stuff was compelling. And and it was about Giannis. Like I, I, I like if this was random randomly, like the good Chris game or something like that, Obviously, if it led to a championship, that would have been great. Or, or if it was a random Drew game. But this was the Giannis game. That's actually what you want. You didn't really actually want an offseason of idiots talking about Batman and Robin and Aquaman and Green Lantern and, and who's Superman. Well, Superman, Batman. Well, Batman's good at everything. So it can't be Chris. Well, is Drew kind of like, you know, is he, that's, that's all stupid. That's all stupid stuff. And it. I actually think the Hooper baller conversation is is not that stupid. We'll get to that some other kind of times. But like <sighs> sports only has the meaning that we imbue with it. 
we imbue to it, imbue with it, to it, next to it, around it, up, down, flip it up. We cared, and every once in a blue moon, once every 50 years, sports rewards you. And so I hope everybody um, enjoyed this night. I hope you cherish this night. It's actually a really special thing. And it's about the journey. It's always been about the journey. It's just a fun diversion from our regular lives. But every once in a while, sports is awesome. This night was awesome. And frankly, unprecedented and unbelievable that we would beat this team in this way. And at least we did it against a very good team, if not a great team, but a very great Hall of Fame player. And Booker, probably by the end of this, if he doesn't blow out his knee, he'll probably be a Hall of Famer too. It's a really special thing. Everybody should totally enjoy this. Um, Appreciate everybody. We'll be back at some point, man, but I'm going to go to sleep. The Milwaukee Bucks flipped the Raptor series. They won four straight games against the Suns after losing four straight games, after being embarrassed in the bubble, after being unprepared in the bubble, after, frankly, after Giannis missed, after everyone was terrible, but Giannis missed a ton of free throws against the Raptors, after everything that happened in the season, in the high leverage moments, the Milwaukee Bucks showed up. And not only did the Milwaukee Bucks show up, but I'm going to tell you, we're almost, we almost have two. We almost have two highlights. So now when you see a finals package, you will see Jordan hit the shot against the Jazz. You'll see Jordan show the ball in 91 against the Lakers. You'll see Dr. J go back door. I think that was I don't think that was Sixers Blazers. I think that was probably Sixers Lakers. Um, you might see Isaiah do something in 88 where he holds the ball or where he limps up the court. You'll see Magic at the baby skyhook. Um, you'll see Bird. Usually they show Bird against the Rockets, but sometimes they show Bird against the Lakers. You'll see Kareem hit the skyhook. They usually don't show Moses. Every once in a while they show the Suns. Um, in the 70s, there's not as much to show with the 70s. A lot of times, actually, they show Colin, uh, Cowan sliding on the floor. Um, for the Celtics, but uh, as incredible as the alley-oop block was, I think what you'll see is the alley-oop. I think you'll see steel to alley-oop because cinematically it's, it's just an incredible play. We'll talk, I'm sure we'll be talking forever about whether that was a great idea, but the chutzpah and the audacity and the swashbuckling nature of that play is now going to be part part of every, oh, oh and the LeBron block uh, the, the the LeBron block the LeBron block in 2016. I think those are the plays. Um, Dirk, I don't know if there were any iconic plays that came out of that. The Ray Allen shot uh, for the Heat. Um, but yeah, we made the head table. We finally made the head table. Um. And Jennings, I have complicated thoughts about Jennings in general. I think 
with a franchise with so many great players, I like him more as kind of a Tony plush figure than like some great figure with so many Hall of Famers and guys who are worthy of getting their numbers retired and guys who are eh, a smidge underneath and all this kind of stuff like that. But it's a great story. It's a great story. The Bucks and Six thing also plays. So like, and and for the Win and Six homies, like, when they had a podcast all Win and Six, I freely admit, although I'm a big Bucks fan and everything, I didn't even get the reference at first because, like, that was, that was some loser stuff, right? Like, it's the inside of inside jokes, and everybody knows it came to mean a lot of other stuff through the years. Even the Win and Six stuff plays, right? It's a lot. I mean, it's a pretty... And even the Win and Six stuff, goaded forever now, right? It's It's a lot. I mean, it's not exactly, what, just Win Baby, but it's better than Rot... Rock Chalk Jayhawk or whatever. Like it's like it, it's just it's just crazy that all of this time that we wasted was validated. And so if you're listening to this, I hope you got to spend tonight as I did with people you love and people that um you went through a lot of bad seasons with. But keeping it real, if you spent those bad seasons with people you cared about, those seasons weren't that bad either, were they? So I'm going to go to bed uh, if I can, but occasionally just, you know, once in, a, once in a million, this podcast is a little sarcastic or a little snarky or a little whatever, or a little too cool for school or distant. <laughs> I hope you're smiling ear to ear right now, like me. Take care of yourself. Bucks and six for the culture.